When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Bob Marley movie. Yeah, yeah. So biopics are huge business right now, but you got to take what they tell you with just a grain of salt because they're basically telling a true story, but they have to tell it cinematically. So basically they make stuff up sometimes. Case in point, the movie Bob Marley, One Love. It includes a true incident where seven armed men attacked Bob, his wife, Rita, and members of his band in 1976. Several were injured, including Bob and Rita. In the movie, one of those gunmen goes to Bob's house a few days later and apologizes, and Bob forgives him. Well, that never happened. A Berkeley professor named Matt Jensen says the movie takes artistic liberties when it comes to that scene, or, you know, basically they just made it up. So I partially disagree with this assertion because okay. uh, the, the premise is wrong in that the guy didn't show up a few days later to apologize. It was like years later. Yeah. Okay. And at least five. Right. If not more. And in that scene, you remember at the end, Ziggy catches a glimpse of that meeting between, yes. the, between the two men just as they're wrapping up and the guy leaves and he's like, who is that, dad? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, kind of blew it off. He's like, you know, you don't need to worry about that. Yeah, it was just like somebody looking for truth or something. Like it was some sort of yeah. embedded little message or something. How right. old was Ziggy in the scene? Uh, I mean, he was what? Maybe you guess six or seven yeah. years old. I maybe said maybe eight. Yeah, eight. <laughs> but uh, but he's also producing the movie, and he does an introduction at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Marley family members are involved. So I'm not saying that, you know, they didn't allow that scene in for dramatic effect. I mean, my guess is, and this is why I want to hear from Ziggy Marley. I assume this means that Bob obviously forgave the man who shot him. Okay. Um, and this is but how was it in the form of, of the right? Was it in the form of a meaning or? See, I think that maybe did they dramatized. Yes. So maybe he didn't come to the house, but maybe he had conversations with the family about forgiveness. Yeah. Because that kind of seems like that was the person he was would forgive something like that. Right. And so maybe they just portrayed it that way in the movie, but they had conversations about it. That's why I want to hear from Ziggy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well done, though. I We went on Friday night and it I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. The theater wasn't it wasn't that busy, but just the music and the sound and and it, seeing it in the theater yeah. in terms of, just in terms of the music was yeah it was pretty great. cool and it didn't bother me at all that it wasn't 
you know, I was born. But are you ready I to go this. back to Montego Bay? I am 100% uh-huh. ready to go. And, I, and it's so funny because I was telling Scott, I'm like, you know, Jamaica's on the don't travel list. So if we go, we have to go back next right. year when it's like me a little more. <laughs> but we have a friend down there that's a like our cab driver because we've been three times and he's picked us up at the airport. I'm like, we need to message Shane and find out what's really going on with the unrest <laughs> and just see how it is. Oh, right. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, they are telling you not to travel there They right are now. telling you not to travel there right now. All right, we got to take a quick break. We've got more e-news coming up, including uh, Madonna falling on stage again. We'll have that. And uh, Kate McKinnon reprising her weird Barbie for Jimmy Kimmel's Oscars promo. We'll have that and the rest of the day's e-news coming up. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I've heard one techno song. You've heard them all. They all sound exactly the same. It's just... <laughs> right, and they have some kind of like really repetitive little melody over the top. <laughs> over and over again. But they all have that same formula. But my favorite part of any techno song is about three quarters of the way through the song when they do that breakdown where they drop the beat out, right? And then they slowly build it back up, right? Everybody knows it's coming. I would love that if that happened more often in other songs. Right? The tail end of a church service. Right? They just get that song, they're passing around the collection plate. Awesome. Where do you go, Techno Church? It's an eight dollar cover, but it's worth it. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. It's Tyler Bow, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. And Michael Keaton met his Beetlejuice return with a little hesitance and caution because he was consumed with it being done right. Yeah. He and director Tim Burton, who directed the original, decided early on that if they did a sequel, it had to, quote, feel handmade, especially with all the technology there is today, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
He said what made it fun was watching somebody in the corner actually holding something up for you to watch everybody in the shrunken headroom, you know? Yeah. Giving you a focal point and say, okay, those are people under there operating these things, trying to get it right. And when you when you get to do that again after years of standing in front of a giant screen pretending somebody's across the way from you, that's that's enormous fun. Mm-hmm. So Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. It's theaters September 6th. I bet that's going to be fun. Yeah. I trust Michael. If he said <laughs> it's done right and did it right, I always have found him kind of sexy, I got to tell you. Michael Keaton? Always had a little bit of a thing for Michael Keaton. Oh, Yeah. The eyes. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was. It's, the, it's what he was in Mr. Mom or he stole Batman. Your heart. Either that or Batman. <laughs> he was a great Batman. Mr. Mom. My sister and I loved the that movie. The Mr. Wubby. Yes, yes, Mr. Mom. We watched it all the time growing up. I've never seen Beetlejuice, though. I've only seen the Broadway show Beetlejuice, which they say is similar to the movie. Mm. Yeah. What was that movie? He Was he, he played an inpatient at a psychiatric facility. Oh, Do you remember what movie was and that? And they break that out? Was, and they break out, yeah. Oh, it what so, is, it's called The Dream Team. That's it. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> I remember that. Uh-huh. I thought he was pretty cute in that one, too. All right. So Madonna wiped out. Not good. This time it wasn't her fault, though. You can't really blame her. She was at a show in Seattle at the Climate Pledge Arena on Sunday and she was sitting in a chair when one of her dancers came from behind, leaned the chair back, and started dragging it across the stage. Dancer slipped. They both went down. Madonna played it off well, though. She kept pretending to sing, and her pre-recorded track never skipped a beat. <laughs> oh. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.